Welcome to Tea Time Spiritual Conversations for, with, and about women. I'm your host, Twana Henderson, and I'm so excited about today's topic. This is a topic for today, what your pastor's wife wishes you knew about her, but didn't know how to tell you until now. My special guest for today is Coletta Smith, who serves at Mission Hills Church in Littleton, Colorado. Um, Coletta has been a pastor's wife for 26 years. That's a long time. And so I want to welcome her to our podcast on today. Welcome, Coletta, to Tea Time. Hey, hey, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here and excited about your topic, too, because Boy, there are, there are a lot of things I wish I could just sit down and have tea or coffee with every single person in our congregation and tell them. Well, we're so going to hopefully unpack some of that today. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to us just talking about this topic. Now, let me just kind of get this out at the very beginning, because a lot of people have this perception that the pastor and his wife and their kids are perfect. Can you speak to that? Oh, you know, that is so, so interesting because when I think about churches and, and we've been in churches that were everywhere from a church plant of about um, 20 people to um, a mega church that we serve in right now. And um, it seems like there's two kinds of churches. There's the ones that look to the pastors and, and his family for perfection. And then there's churches that look for imperfections in the pastors and their families and whichever kind of angle you come from it really changes the view that you have of your pastor and what you're looking for them to be um that that church that is looking to the pastor and his family to be perfect um they expect perfection and some of it is out of respect i think sometimes there's there is um, there's a healthy respect that mm-hmm. that people have for their pastor, and they um, hold him hold him dear and his family dear. Um, but sometimes there's a need for um, to have a celebrity, someone that they can lift up on a pedestal and and watch what they um, are doing on social media and watch what they're wearing and all that kind of stuff. And um, that's probably not as as healthy. Um, but gosh, if I could say anything to, to our congregations, it's that our families are not perfect. And if you look, you will see imperfections. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just to think that people, uh, have that perception that we are perfect, uh, is this amazing to me because we're far from perfect. We're just like everybody else in terms of our flaws and our weaknesses and the things that we have to go through. And I realize that you, it's not your intention to represent all pastors' wives, of course. Uh, but I definitely think that your experience and your passion, uh, for serving pastors' wives lends itself to being able to speak about what a lot of pastors' wives wish that others knew but didn't know how to share. So let's really talk about the heart, the heart of a pastor's wife. Um, What insight can you give from your own experience um, and dealings with other pastors' wives as it relates to the heart of a pastor's wife? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I think she would want you to know how how much she wants you to experience the freedom that she has in Christ. That there's nothing more that she could want for your life. Um, and she would long to walk alongside each 
each woman in her congregation um, in the same way to, to introduce them to the person of Jesus and to help them walk in that freedom. Um, but unfortunately, there, there's no way that she can do that is to walk alongside, alongside every woman. So um, somehow she has to figure out how to do for one what she wishes she could do for all. So um, that, uh, that, that heart to um, really love and see uh, everyone that comes through, through her doors um, is probably something that we all share. Yeah, that is so important. It, it really is. And, you know, I think, you know, a lot of pastors' wives want, um, you know, want the congregation to just understand that that she's there for them and that she just really has a heart for them and, and wants to see them really walk in everything that the Lord has for them. You know, sometimes um, people kind of shut away from the pastor's wife because they feel like, gosh, if I tell her something, she's going to tell the pastor and, you know, and can I really trust her, you know, to, uh, with a confidence. What do you, what do you say about that? Mm. Oh, that's such a, that's such a hard thing because I can understand the fear that comes with it. In fact, I can, I feel it sometimes when I walk in a room, the conversations change. And um, if I show up at an event or a party or whatever, um, things just change a little. And um, I wish that they could know that, uh, that what they trust, their trust is the most valued thing that I have. And if they, if they would tell me something that I, um, that I sincerely felt like, oh, I am not sure of the wisdom to give you. I'm, I'm not sure what to tell you. Um, the, the very next thing I would do would be to ask them, mm-hmm. can I go and seek some other wisdom? And they would have total control and freedom to say yes or to say no. Um, but that, that doesn't always happen. So, um, you know, I can understand people's fear, but a wise uh, pastor's wife, that's the way she navigates that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is so important to be able to just to ask permission to be able to say, Hey, you know, I want to be able to, to get wisdom, you know, in this mm-hmm. situation. And I want to be able to, to just serve you in the best way possible. And so um, just letting them know that, um, that, that this, this is something I want to be able to do so that I can really be um, available uh, for you and, and really minister mm-hmm. properly um, to you. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, you know, people always criticize the pastor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they've got um, sort of like the Monday, Monday, uh, Monday uh, morning quarterback. You know, everybody can say what the pastor should have said or how things are going with the pastor and just kind of critiquing him a lot. I, I don't know. How has that ha- how has that, you know, with you? Have you seen mm. people in the past that? you know, kind of had their opinions about things um, regarding your husband and, and it wasn't always the most pleasant thing. How, how did, how has that impacted you and how did you deal with that? Mm, oh yeah, that's a great question because um, people's opinion and navigating that, unfortunately, it's one of the biggest things that can trip us up and distract us from kingdom things. Um, first, I want to share a funny story about this whole criticism thing. Um, we had just come into a new church and um, my husband had just preached his first sermon and 
he is about being real. He values vulnerability. He understands that, um, and he's wrestled through this, but come to the place where he gets that vulnerability is what allows him access and trust Mm -hmm. into people's lives. So he values that in himself and he is willing to, to put that out in front of people. Um, and so he really values being real all the time. So whatever you see backstage or at home is going to line up with what you see on stage. Um, and I love that about him. So, but the first week that he preached, he, um, wore jeans and, um, there was someone who spent the entire sermon time writing a letter about how he wanted to take Craig out to um, go shopping for some dress pants because he needed to not be wearing jeans. And this guy gave the letter to our daughter to give to her dad. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness is right. Right. Yeah. Because Normally, like the rest of the congregation is going to be appalled if they heard that. But that's the kind of stuff that just happens. And when it happens, you just have to laugh. Because what people think is okay for them to have an opinion about would be appalling to the rest of the rest of the listeners uh, that are watching. Um, One time, a woman came up to me. Um, I had just taught middle school all week. We had been on my kids, uh, a middle school retreat. I'd come home on Sunday, graded papers all day, and was headed to youth group that night. So I threw on an oversized sweater and um, went to church for youth group. And I had a mom come up to me and say, honey, that is not your color. (laughs) And I thought, that is not what I'm concerned about. But just those kind of things are pretty commonplace. And you have to learn to laugh at them because those kind of criticisms um, are ones that you can let slide off your back. Yeah. They say you have to have the heart of a lion and the back of a duck. Yeah. And, and that's and so I true. With that. I think, and I think for you, that would be easy. And I think for me, that would be easy. But what about for those women that that's not so easy for? I mean, it sounds great. Mm. But there are many pastors' wives who mm. feel things to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, um, there's some criticisms that are easy to, for us to let slide off, but there's other ones like criticisms about the heart of our husbands mm-hmm. and um, where they are coming through from in their walk with the Lord and things like that, that really hit way too close. And they're super hard. Um, I think a good, something that I try to keep in mind when we, Craig and I are dealing with criticism is to um, take it out and look at it. If there is a nugget of truth that we can take from it, that the Lord will use to refine us, let us take take it. And there's a phrase, um, chew the meat and spit out the bones. <laughs> so we might not like the way, that it, <laughs> the way that it came to us. The messenger might have totally blown it. But if there's a nugget of truth, let's take that and then let's spit out the bones. Um, and it's so important, I think, in the in the context of our husbands, especially being criticized, um, that we remind them of their calling. We remind them of this giftedness that God has put in their lives and the way that he's provided for them in the past. Um, We keep speaking those truths over our husbands. They will dispel all of the lies about them not being enough um, that all that criticism tends to stir up. Yeah. 
and I think that's so true. Um, and, and quite frankly, a lot of pastors' wives feel like they're not quite enough. Talk about some of the struggles that, um, that, that pastors' wives have. Um, because, you know, we're walking around here, not perfect, and there are struggles too. What are some of the struggles um, that you want to reveal as it relates mm. to pastors' wives? Mm. Gosh, that feeling of not being enough is so familiar. I I remember uh, the first weekend that we visited, and Craig was just doing a favor to a friend that we visited the current church where we're serving. And um, we sensed that God was doing something. He was moving in our hearts. He was moving in the search team's hearts. We were kind of figuring out, you know, what, what does this mean? Um, but I stood in the back of that uh, worship center and I looked across the, the sea of people and I could not breathe. Mm. I, I, I told the Lord, I am going to get lost. How on earth am I ever going to find a place where I sense you moving in me in those powerful ways that you have in the past? Because I don't, there's no place for me here. There's a big place for my husband, but there really is no place for me. And God, I, I, and then I went outside actually to the coffee shop area and I sat down at a table by myself and I wrote down all the things that I am afraid of things that terrified me about moving into this new space. We moved from a church of 400 to a church of about 4,000. Mm -hmm. So within wow. the span of a couple of weeks, yeah. um, our world, our world changed. Absolutely. And, um, and we had been through a lot of hardship in ministry prior to that in the past 20 years. So I think that God had wrought in our hearts, what it would take to, to lead this, this new body, but uh, it looked intimidating. And there's many times when I looked at that list of things I was terrified of, but I saw that in every one of those things, God met me and said, I am going to, I see you in this and I'm going to do something that you don't expect. And in every one of those things I was afraid of, um, of, of not having a place or not being enough. I think the second thing that, um, that is a struggle that is, is common to pastor's wives is this, this feeling of being uninvited. Lisa Turkhurst wrote a great book a little while ago that I love um, called Uninvited. And it really resonated with me because um, people think that the pastor's wife is invited to everything, mm -hmm. but she's really invited to nothing because people are, are either think that um, uh, she, she's not going to really want to come to my event or, or I don't know that I really want to hang out with her because it's kind of intimidating. Um, so she, she really doesn't get invited to, to that many things. So it's common for us to feel um, pretty alone mm -hmm. and kind of, and kind of uninvited in a lot of contexts. So, and I don't think that that's someone, something that, um, that most people get. Yeah. And I think yeah. it depends on the size of the church. And then when you get into thousands, mm -hmm. you don't want to be invited to everything. No. <laughs> like, no. Don't invite me to everything because I yeah. will not show up because I cannot be there. But I think yeah. depending on the size of the size of the church, if you're in a smaller church, of course, I mean, because you, you know, it's so connected and, and everybody kind of knows what everybody else is doing. And, and I think just kind of feeling apart is so um, important. But I think on whatever level, I think just having that sense of connection um, right. is so crucial. 
um, right. because nobody wants to kind of feel um, left out. Um, but I think within the context of, of the type of ministry that you have, um, that is something that a lot of a lot of pastors' wives can feel sort of like, you know, I'm just kind of out here um, alone. Um, do, does the pastor's wife have friends? Hmm. You know, um, I sure hope so. And if she doesn't, call me. <laughs> call me. I would love to be to be that. Um, I think it's a little more complicated. In fact, there are people that told me over the years, you cannot have close friends in the church. And I think, oh, what you are missing. Mm. There is a richness to having close friendships that are in the same trench as you are. The same, that same battlefront that um, is looking at that horizon of this next hill that the Lord is asking you to take and you're stepping out in faith together. There is a, there's a richness in that, um, but it takes a very mature woman. And it takes um, a friendship that is able to talk through um, what are our boundaries going to be and how can, like I had a, a dear friend at my, at, at our last church and we had conversations like when, when I have information that is weighing so heavy on my soul that it feels crushing, mm-hmm. but I can't share it with you. How can we talk about that? And how can I share that burden? And how can you pick up that burden like scripture talks about um, without me betraying confidences and um, and betraying trust? Mm-hmm. And so we had to work through that. And um, we had like like silly codes, like if she would ask me what I, what I thought about a certain person being moved into leadership and I knew something, but that I couldn't share, I would say, I said, I have a concern or I have a red flag. And she would not ask the question of, oh, what is it? So you have to find that person, that mature woman who is able to harness her curiosity so that she isn't taken away with it and asks you questions that lead you down a place um, of betraying the trust that is so um, sacred. Yeah. So how do you balance that with other women not feeling special? Because if yeah. I'm a pastor's wife, I'm special. How do you how do you do that and other women not feel like um, they're not in your circle? Right, right. And that is such a hard thing because no matter what your church size, it's going to happen. And it's just that insecurity and that wanting to be in the in crowd. I mean, it starts in elementary school and we never really grow out of it at least for some of us. So I think I, I look at that as a discipleship opportunity. Like there's a woman that came up to me probably the first two months of, of our current church. And um, she came up with her husband and she said, and he said, I want to introduce you to my wife because she has been the best friend and highest confidant of three megachurch pastors. Now to me, that is causing every red flag in my mind to go off. That is not, being promoted as that is not someone that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was a need in her life. So it, inside, I was like, man, that makes me kind of sick. But really for her, it was a discipleship opportunity because she had some insecurity in her that, um, was finding her value 
in a relationship with someone that had some status that she was seeing. So um, I love to be accessible as much as I can. And if there's those opportunities that come up with women like that, I'll set up a coffee with them and we'll get down to like, what, where are you finding your value? And I'll ask those hard questions. And if it, it totally intimidates them and they aren't ready to jump into that deep end of the pool with me, that's okay. God has used that to maybe to point out some things that they might need to deal with. Yeah. So instead of like making me mad, I look at it as an opportunity to shepherd and realize that there's no way, even Jesus didn't have thousands and thousands of, of closest friends. Yeah. So we aren't called to either and that it's okay that we um we invest in a few close ones yeah. that are our support system. Yeah, yeah i think that is so important so let me ask you what do you see as your most important responsibility as a pastor's wife oh yeah so you know as i was thinking about that um it, it, there's a responsibility that we all have as believers mm-hmm. and that is to hold out the hope of christ mm-hmm to a watching world that desperately needs him. So that being said, that's all of our responsibility. So what is the unique responsibility of a pastor's wife beyond the holding out the hope piece? And I think that's being a dynamic partner alongside her husband, one that come can come alongside shoulder to shoulder and figure out what it looks like to help him shepherd this flock that he's been called to shepherd. And and to live out her calling in a way that is unique to her. It means discovering what it looks like for her to be the pastor's wife that this congregation needs and that her husband needs. And most important that she was made for. Because there's there's so many pictures of what this pastor's wife that we want to be, this perfect one. And really all we need to be is exactly what God created us to be. And that that requires discovering and a, a road of discovering what are my gifts and how did he design me to fulfill them in a unique way in this partnership with my husband. Yeah. And I think so many pastors was really need to hear that, that God has just created them to to be the best version of them and to really uh, mm-hmm. walk into everything that he has purposed for them in that season. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what he wants. Um, so mm-hmm. what advice would you give to a new pastor's wife? Mm-hmm. Gosh, <laughs> this one is hard for me to answer because um, my heart is so for mentoring and coaching pastor's wife. So there's like weeks and weeks of things that I'd love to help them wrestle with and, and come out on the other side of. But I think if I had to distill it to a couple things, the first one is they've got to tend their own fire, mm. that fire of their relationship with the Lord. It is much like a campfire that will go out. Not that you will, you will walk away from the Lord or um, that you won't be his anymore or anything like that. But um, that fire that keeps us, that keeps us going, that, that um, relationships that, that enables us to minister from a full well, Mm -hmm. um, a full cup uh, has to be tended by us. Nobody else can do it for us. 
not our husbands, not a congregation, not a Bible study we're leading, not a book we're writing, whatever. Um, we've got to tend that for ourselves. Yeah, it's difficult to, to pour out of something that's empty. I mean, you've got to be that's filled right. up. And so unless you're constantly being refilled, it does make it very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. to, to pour out um, anything that God has given. Um, you know, a lot of times, it just being a pastor's wife is just so foreign to people. I mean, for some people, it's just so foreign. Do you do normal stuff? Mm-hmm. It, you do some normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, we absolutely do. We um, Normal stuff is in, like, fun. Our family loves to be outside together. We love to um, go on hikes, and we live near the mountains. Do so you watch reality TV? <laughs> we binge Netflix too. Yes, we do. In fact, right now our um we're in a season where we're able to do some lunches together. And I think we 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 have the same kind of struggles that other families do. We have arguments, arguments that um become heated and we have to really wrestle through. We are um, fanatical about resolution. So we really go after um, getting things resolved so that there aren't straggling problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, we with we have four passionate people in our family and people with some really strong feelings and opinions. So um, yeah, they, they can get they can get heated, but um, we come out the other side of them. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of it. You can mm-hmm. you can kind of get on each other's nerves and then, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then come out on the other side, and that's the beauty of it. This got go yeah. on and on about this, but the last thing I want to ask you, uh, which I think will be helpful to everybody, is how can a church family best support their pastors quite practically and in prayer? Hmm. I think um, prayer being the most important, obviously, um, I think praying that she would walk humbly with her God, Mm -hmm. because I think that humility uh, is something that is lost often in ministry families when they forget that this call to leadership was a call to be a servant Mm -hmm. and that however many people might be admiring them, there's uh, the only, their only audience is their Jesus. Yeah. So um, that humility uh, that she would be really walking that out. Um, And then I think that praying that Jesus would just meet her with his presence in those times where she's tending that fire so that she would have, uh, have something to give to others that are needing words of hope. Yeah. Um, I think practically, I think the things that have ministered to me the most, there's this one redheaded gal that comes up to me, um, a couple, she's come up to me a couple times in our lobby area. And she said, you know what? I see you. I know that on your heart this morning is seeing so many other people and that God has you looking out for those people that are hurting and that need a touch and that just need to be seen. But I want you to know that I see you yeah. and I am praying for um, that God would meet you 
in all of the needs and all those things that are weighing on you that I don't know about. And just those words of life, yeah. just somebody taking the, um, taking a moment that when they have a choice between <laughs> going and talking to my husband and telling him what a great sermon he just did, or going and saying a few words to me about how she sees me and how she's on her knees for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Those are words of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, so important encouragement. I mean, encouragement is so huge. Uh, yes. And, and, and yeah. we all need it. And sometimes, you know, the pastor's wife is sort of like, you know, over there somewhere. But, um, but yeah. I think there are all kinds of ways to, to be able to support her. Remember her birthday, you know, know when her birthday is, you know, <laughs> give her a card, give her a, a gift card to Amazon, you know, <laughs> but just remembering her birthday, you know, uh, the whole yes. life. So there are all kinds of ways that yeah. just says, you know what, that you're important. It's not the amount of what it is, but it's just the fact that um, it just speaks to the fact that, that you are important. And that you're valued more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's right. I think that was big. You know, Tawana, it's so interesting that you said that because I actually sent out some of your questions to a bunch of the gals that I am coaching mm -hmm. right now because we have um, these cohort groups that meet um, regularly for um, for coaching. It's modeled after the Leadership Network. And um, anyway, I sent some of your questions out, and one of the gal said, your pastor's wife usually feels underappreciated. Mm -hmm. And if you just made a little bit of an effort to appreciate the sacrifices and the ways that she is pouring in to a ministry in ways that you will never know, like the, the hours and hours and hours that she's listened to sermons and had to say hard things to her husband. Yeah about this isn't going to connect <laughs> or what about this? What about this um, illustration or whatever um, that she's, a, she's in the mix of that. And um, yeah. So there's a lot of gals that are definitely saying what you're saying. Yeah. Too. So take that to heart listeners. I mean, it will go <laughs> and it really will because it speaks to, to um, letting her know that she's valuable. I have so enjoyed this with you, Coletta. I mean, it's just, again, we could go on and on and on um, about uh, this topic of pastor's wives and just the things that we want uh, people to know. Mm -hmm. But I think you've definitely been able to just shed some light on some things that people um, just weren't even aware of and just kind of we were unable to pack a few things. Um, can we just pray for uh, pastors' wives and um, just um, those who are maybe are new pastors' wives and even those who've been on this journey for a while but um, just need to be reminded um, of their value, um, mostly to him, to the Lord, uh, but also to um, their churches. And that those mm -hmm. who um, have pastors' wives will just... Um, see their value and we'll just seek the Lord about how to um, be a support to them. Mm, I would love to. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, for this body, for every woman that is, is here in this. Lord, if she is a pastor's wife, God, I pray that you would gird her up with strength, that she would remind, she would be reminded of her calling. Um, not only in her marriage, um, 
as a as a pastor's family, but also um, her calling as a unique daughter of the King. And Father, I pray for those um, new to this gig. I pray that you would bring alongside them um, a seasoned woman that can take her by the hand and help her walk in wisdom. Um, this journey that is so complicated sometimes. Lord, I pray for those um, older pastors' wives that may be getting tired um, or have a, a been there, done this, um, and are, are wearing out. Lord, give them fire mm -hmm. to finish mm -hmm. well. Um, help them see those younger women coming along behind them. Help them to pour in, um, to pour well. And Lord, for those congregations that um, that you've entrusted to our pastors, God, I pray that they would see genuinely see their pastor's wives, um, give them a glimpse of the investments and the sacrifices that she makes. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray that um, you, your spirit would prompt them to stand in that trench of battle with her. Um, maybe it's things that they know about, maybe it's things that they don't, but I pray that they would be in that trench praying for her, for her diligence, her perseverance, um, and most of all, that you be drawn close. Lord, we thank you. We trust you, and we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Coletta, thank you for joining us today on Tea Time. I so enjoyed this. And to all of our listeners, we look forward to connecting with you the next time. Be blessed of the Lord. <laughs>